Fragments of Fright, Volume 2, is here. Over 20 scary stories are waiting for you. Go to Amazon and search for Fragments of Fright. Or go to ManiacOnTheLoose.com slash books. If you like scary stories, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Maniac on the Loose Scary Stories Podcast. (laughs) Sit back and relax. Keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times and enjoy the ride. Halloween was my favorite night of the year. I absolutely loved trick-or-treating. It was always such a joy dressing up in a fun costume and being surrounded by people who were doing the same. And let's face the hard, cold facts. I had a sweet tooth. I loved candy. Saltwater taffy was my favorite. They say trick-or-treating is for kids, but whoever made up that rule is an idiot. So there I was, an 18-year-old girl dressed up as a cat, slogging through the neighborhood, filling up a pillowcase with sugary delight. I managed to get a couple of my girlfriends to go with me. They weren't as enthusiastic as I was, but they humored me. My friend Tammy grabbed her little sister's witch hat and a black robe, while Susan powdered her face white, put dark circles under her eyes, and wore a white nightgown. Our little town was alive with people in costumes. Lots of zombies, ghosts, superheroes, among many others. My favorites were a little boy dressed as Elvis, a teenage girl who did a stunning Elvira, and a boy dressed as Maverick from Top Gun. I saw several other gals sporting cat costumes too, but none were as cute as my getup. We had been trick-or-treating for about two hours when Tammy started complaining that her feet were hurting. I told her to toughen up, and we continued our Halloween trek. There was a big house on the corner of Fifth and Vine that belonged to an old widow that everyone called Miss Betsy. She was tall, lean, and had an unusually long nose. Lots of people thought she was a real witch. But witch or not... I knew that every year she gave out handfuls of salt water taffy, so that was always my primary target on Halloween night. She did not disappoint. She held out a gigantic bowl filled with that sweet, salty goodness, and believe me, I grabbed as much as I could. When we left the house, Susan started moaning about how much she hated salt water taffy, which was music to my ears. We quickly made a trade all of my Kit Kats for all of her salt water taffy. 
This was the biggest saltwater taffy score of my young life. It was an hour later when Susan started pestering me about how tired she was and Tammy doubled down on how sore her feet were. They were trying to talk me out of continuing on with the festivities. They wanted to stop and go home. They wanted to quit. I explained that we had at least three more blocks to go before I would even consider calling it a night. That backfired on me. The thought of three more blocks of trick-or-treating made them both officially throw in the towel. They tried to talk me into stopping, but I was having none of it. I told them if they wanted to quit, they could, but that I was going to continue on with or without them. They were polite in their goodbyes and implored me to be careful and stay in heavily populated areas. And then they left and I was all alone. I was both disappointed and excited. Disappointed that I wouldn't have my friends there with me to share in my fun, but excited that they wouldn't be slowing me down and that I could stay out as late as I wanted without having to listen to any more bitching and moaning. Before I started the solo portion of my journey, I decided to plop down next to an old oak tree and munch on some of that coveted salt water taffy. I had downed three pieces when I noticed a man in a grim reaper costume standing at the end of the sidewalk. He was tall. His black robe was thick and must have had a few sequins sewed in because it was occasionally sparkling in the light. His scythe looked authentic. Most grim reaper costumes were accompanied by a plastic scythe that ruined the costume. Not this one, this scythe was real. It looked old and rusty. I found myself hoping he had dulled it down properly. The thickness of the hood shielded the majority of the Grim Reaper's face, but the moonlight was casting enough of a glow that I could make out the subtle appearance of the skull mask under it. And the Grim Reaper appeared to be staring at me. I should have been more frightened than I was, but I was a little mesmerized by the effectiveness of his costume. I actually waved to him and shouted out, Great costume! But he didn't respond. He just stared at me. I shrugged his non-responsiveness off and began my lone excursion through the neighborhood. I was on fire. I felt like I was gliding I was moving so fast up and down the streets of our town. I found myself contemplating trick-or-treating alone from here on out. I was so much more productive. I was really having a blast, except every now and then, I'd spot the man in the Grim Reaper outfit. Every time I saw him, he appeared to be staring at me. And he never had anyone with him. He was alone and I didn't notice a trick-or-treating bag on his person. Was he following me? As enamored as I was with his magnificent costume, he was starting to give me the willies. Had the street not been more crowded with people, I might not have felt as safe and could have possibly been downright frightened, but there was safety in numbers. Even if this guy was some sicko, he wouldn't dare try something with so many people around. As I kept trick-or-treating, more and more houses were turning off their lights and my fellow candy seekers were diminishing in numbers. By the time 11 o'clock rolled around, I was the only one still out and about. All of the houses had shut their lights off and the streets had become dark and lonely. 
I guess my night had come to an end. I let out a disappointed breath and started my long walk home. After a block or so, I slightly startled when I heard the distant sound of footsteps behind me. I quickly turned around and let out an audible gasp when I saw the Grim Reaper standing just a few houses down from me. He was on the sidewalk. Again, he was staring at me. This wasn't fun anymore. I was scared. I picked up my pace and hurried down the sidewalk. I happened to be on one of the back roads of the neighborhood. There were less houses, less streetlights, and less cars driving by. I felt alone, but I wasn't. I turned and saw the Grim Reaper behind me, and he was closer, no more than 30 feet away. That's when I started running. I felt like if I could make it to Vine Street, I'd be okay. Vine was one of the main streets in town. Even late at night, one never had to wait more than a minute for a car to drive by. If I could get there, I'd feel safe. I had about two blocks to go when I looked back over my shoulder again. The Grim Reaper was still there. He was closer. What did he want? Oh, how I hoped this was just some guy having fun and not a genuine threat. I was now running at my top speed and was only one block away from Vine. I was moving fast. I'd be at Vine Street in just a matter of seconds. I was afraid to look back anymore and fear that the man in the Grim Reaper outfit would be standing right behind me, raising his scythe into the air, but I couldn't help it. I looked back. Nothing. He was gone. Maybe he realized that he was scaring me more than he meant to and stopped. Or maybe I just outran him. That heavy robe of his couldn't have been the best outfit for speed. I expelled a breath of relief as I turned back around and saw the sign for Vine Street in front of me. I made it. That's exactly what I was thinking as the Grim Reaper stepped out from behind a tree and stood gawking at me. He was close enough now that I could see his face clearly. It didn't look like skull makeup or a skull mask at all. It looked like a genuine skull. I wanted to reach out and touch it to see what it was made of. Was it really a skull? But before I could make a move, the Grim Reaper held out his arm and pointed his bony finger at something in the distance. I squinted, and as I realized what he was pointing at, I screamed. It was me. I was lying by the base of an old oak tree. What was this? I stepped closer and observed my lifeless eyes staring out at nothing and my hands wrapped around my own neck. My mouth was open and I could see massive wads of saltwater taffy in the back of my throat. And finally it all made sense. I had choked to death on my favorite candy on my favorite night of the year. I suppose there are worse ways to die. We hope you enjoyed the show. We're dying for you to come back for more. <laughs> Visit ManiacOnTheLoose.com 
Sign up for our newsletter, and I'll give you some free stuff. We'll see you soon. Very soon. Here's a super fun way to support the show. Go to ManiacOnTheLoose.com slash store and buy some Maniac on the Loose merchandise. Let the world know you're a listener. T-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, hats, mugs, there's a bunch of items to choose from. And you have a multitude of design choices, including all of my book covers. Go take a look. It's super cool. Go on. Do it. Right now. Go. ManiacOnTheLoose.com slash store. If you like the Maniac on the Loose Scary Stories podcast, please subscribe on whatever platform you listen on. Feel free to leave a nice review, too, if you like. And don't be shy about letting other people know about the show. All of these things help us out a ton, and we appreciate it very much.